I'm Andrew Sherman. I'm a Texas transplant who has always been in pursuit of art as a career. I've played in bands, pursued an acting career in Hollywood, but I found it behind the lens of a camera here in Dallas, Texas. I was born in New York, I've lived in Chicago, Los Angeles, Austin, but I love Dallas. There's a magical artistic scene in Dallas that mostly goes unnoticed to the outside world. This podcast is focused on what makes it so special and the people who make it thrive artistically. If you don't live here, and even if you do, you might not have heard of them. This is the Dallas Famous Podcast. So who you gonna be? Who you gonna be when you're all gone? Who you gonna be? Who you gonna be when you're all us? Yeah. This week on the Dallas Famous Podcast, we have visual artist and painter Chase Fleischman. Chase was doodling his whole life, just like a lot of us. Then one day, he answered an open call ad for artists at Deep Elm Art Company. Suddenly, Fleischman is painting a full wall mural, and Chase the Artist was born. Well known around Deep Elm for his robot paintings, Chase's style has flourished and has continued to grow. He's working on a graphic novel and has even done the album artwork for Try More Mojo albums. Chase talks about his process and the role music plays in it, and a whole bunch more. So sit back and enjoy my chat with Chase Fleischman. We are here. This week on the Dallas Famous Podcast, we've got Chase Fleischman, artist, illustrator, um, somebody that people know in Dallas. That's why he's here. <laughs> Happy um, to be here. Yeah. Are you from Dallas originally? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've lived here my whole life. We are here this week on the Dallas Famous Podcast. We've got Chase Fleischman, artist, illustrator, um, somebody that people know in Dallas. That's why he's here. <laughs> Happy um, to be here. Yeah. Are you from Dallas originally? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've lived here my whole life. What part of town were you in? Uh, originally from Lake Highlands, and okay. then I kind of moved around uh, DFW. Like, I was in Addison for a while, and then uh, living out of uh, North Garland now. Okay. So, like, have you always been, like, a painter, artist? Like, ever, like when did it start for you? I've always been drawing, but as far as, like, painting goes, that didn't start until uh, Deep Elm Art Company opened. Like, so basically, at, at that time... They had posted something on like, I think it was like a, a, one of the Facebook art pages about like an art call. So <clears throat> I reached out to them and submitted my portfolio. But at the time it was just all drawings. Um, and then uh, I got in there and then maybe a few weeks or so later, uh, they hit me up asking me to paint a mural on the side of the building, uh -huh. which I thought was like a mistake at first because <laughs> I had no paintings at all. Um, wait, so, wait, you, you, you mean when you submitted, you had not even been painting yet? No. You've been doodling your whole life, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I, I've always been drawing, but yeah, like uh, paint was, was new. So I had to like teach myself to paint to do the mural that they commissioned me to do. Wow. So why not uh, learn something in a very public way that could be <laughs> very humiliating if it doesn't go well? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, well, because I mean, I don't know. That is, first of all, murals to me are like just seem like they'd be difficult because yeah. of the perspective and, you know, like how big it is. But like I, I'm okay. I'm. I guess I never absorbed that fact that like that was your four way four way into painting. Yeah. Okay. Diving right into the deep end, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> what were you doing? I mean, you have a regular job, I guess. Like the yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is still like a like a side hustle for okay. me. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was just like googling how to paint murals and stuff like that <laughs> in YouTube videos and stuff. And, oh wow. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely like even like so that one I did basically just with you know uh, cans of paint and and brush. Um. Definitely took away a lot of stuff from that and kind of like helped start, you know, working towards painting more. And then when they asked me to do a second one to basically just cover up the first one and do a new one, uh, that was my first time spray painting. Because I figured like the last one took way too long. I think it'll be faster to do spray paint. So I had to teach myself how to spray paint. And 
But so your <laughs> so basically your practice, your sandbox is Artco's sidewall. Pretty much. That's <laughs> that's not a bad place to start. Yeah. Yeah. How hard was it to do I mean I mean hard is a hard thing to ask. Like I mean, because both these things sound impossible to me. <laughs> but I mean the difference between spray painting a mural and painting a mural, like how that's gotta be super different. I think moving forward I'll probably do a, a little bit of both. Like maybe like uh, I think it'd be a It'd be better for me to do more spray paint for like large blocks of color and then go in with a brush afterwards to the fine details. Because like, like even with the, the the new mural or new-ish mural that I did, like with the spray paint, I learned after the fact that I used the wrong kind of can. Like I didn't know that there was a high pressure and a low pressure type of can. So mm -hmm. everything I was doing was high pressure. So I was like, what the hell? Like, why, why can't I get any like fine details? Oh, like, like it was too, yeah, you yeah, can pull back. It was just like blasting the wall. So I, I had to kind of like navigate around that. And so I was like cutting out different shapes of like cardboard to kind of like mitigate some of the the like I guess the backsplash of paint and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But yeah, so I mean definitely like uh, learned my lessons from that. So are you still doing anything with spray painting now? I mean, is it just a mural thing? That's the last time I did spray paint. Um, if I do another mural, then I'll, I'll definitely uh, utilize spray paint again. Like I did another mural at um, uh, Dallas hemp company on Garland road, uh -huh. um, but that one was just like on the indoor wall. And I just did that one fully with, with brush. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think definitely if I were to do an exterior or like a, a large scale mural again, I would definitely uh, do like a combination. Like so I can do the the brush for like the fine, like, you know, line work and details and stuff like that. But then for large blocks of color, just knock it out with spray paint. Is there something you have to do when you're done for the outside paint paintings, like to seal it? There probably is. And I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been up for a while. It doesn't look yeah. any, any dollars. So whatever you did on that one worked. So, yeah. So we originally met at Artco probably when it first opened. Yeah. Like, I mean, you were hanging out there because you because you did the, the mural so you like kind of knew about it that way yeah um that was a fun scene for a while there we we're just all hanging out all the time yeah um but I, I, it's still sort of breaking my brain because i know you basically as a as an artist i mean i have one of your earlier works uh and it's funny i remember it like because you're a really good salesman because uh <laughs> a couple times you like sold me stuff which i don't regret any of it but um on that one i remember seeing it it premiered in the art gallery on the wall and I had my eye on it right away and it was just too much for where I was at. And then I don't know, cut to like six months later, like a lot of times if something doesn't sell, like, you know, artists will be selling it in the yard and, and you were there and I was like, oh, I was looking at that one and, and I don't remember how much I paid, but you, I, I walked out with it and I right. was not planning, <laughs> but it's still on the wall. I like it. Nice. And like that, that seems like it was your early robot stuff. Right. Yeah. How did you start with the robots? Like what got that going? I mean, I've always been more inclined to do like sci-fi kind of work. Like even back in high school, like uh, I did like, you know, the AP art drawing classes and stuff like that. And I remember my portfolio senior year was basically just like all uh, like kind of sci-fi related stuff. And cause I, I never really liked looking at stuff and drawing it. Like there was, there's artists that I know that like they do that, like that's their thing. They can mm -hmm. do portraits or whatever. Like, I just always preferred kind of making up my own stuff and just going from the imagination. And so that's what I did with pretty much from the jump and just kind of like <clears throat> learning from there. Like I just, I don't like doing like still life or like, especially like if I do it my own thing, I, it doesn't really like, if there's any mistakes or anything like that, you'll never know because <laughs> it's like, it's my own thing. It's, it would be, like, it'd be, if I was to be like doing a portrait of somebody, it'd be very clear to see if like, oh, that eye is a little bit too big or it's, the placement's off or whatever. But right. if, I, if I make up my own stuff, then I can do whatever I want. I mean, but you do people too. I mean, it's like in your, in your original creative art. So yeah. how, again, robots, where did that come from? It's, I mean, honestly, like, I think it's just also because it, it sells better. So I, I'm more inclined 
to do that? I mean, I get it. Like, it's Deep Ellum and the robot, but like, I mean, it's just, it's just the sci-fi thing. I mean, did you yeah. see that that guy down there one time, that robot, and just decided I'm going to paint it? Or? I mean, I've been doing that from like from the from the jump, like ever since I was, you know, just drawing. Like, it's always oh. been more of the sci-fi stuff. Like, okay. I think my earlier works, like if I look back at my portfolio when it was just all drawings, it was actually like darker stuff than I do now. Uh-huh. Um, because it's also like, you know, some of the works that I did back then, it was kind of more just doing it to do it and not really doing it in, in hopes of, you know, someone purchasing it and throwing it on their wall or something like that. Right. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, <clears throat> because like, obviously all of it is coming from your brain if it's on a commission, Yeah. but yeah, you've, you've had to adapt or you've learned to adapt a little bit for more marketability. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Artco as well. I mean, the, like the way that they're set up, like most of the work that gets sold there will be from people going to see bands as opposed to like going there specifically for the art. So it's kind of more like what can you do that'll like catch people's attention or like draw their eye or something like, you know, mm-hmm. while they're waiting in between sets or something like that. I think Artco does a really good job with how they have the, the wall like animated with the, the lighting and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. they do that in between songs. So like whatever you can do to kind of make it stand out. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's great. I mean, and for me, like I, that gave me an opportunity to put, art on the wall I mean photos but art on the wall and uh for those that don't know we have a cool collaboration that we did that i've sold many times uh i i guess it's called hitcher deep i don't remember i've named it like 10 times because i don't (laughs) know how to do art like Like, hitchhiking robot or yeah yeah something like that i feel like i've changed like i forget and then i'll come up with other names and then i'll (laughs) find an old file i'm like i already named that before um so I mean, okay, so you, you're, you're doing a lot of stuff. So you started with sketching and then you're doing painting at Artco. And I mean, I've really seen your style develop. I've seen these robots like come to life and I've seen them in all different scenarios. And um, it's interesting too. Like, I mean, sometimes I look at them, I'm like, that is so cool. Would I hang that on my wall? And then you sell a lot of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, probably maybe you can't, but like, how do you come out? Like you've done some really cool, like you've taken this robot theme and you've had some you know, I, like during COVID, there was like some police, like, like riot uh, robot. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, where are these ideas coming from like just your subconscious from the news? Like, are you doing some conscious like insertion of that? It's kind of a mixture. Like the one that you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's a painting of a, a robot in riot gear covered in flames, pretty much. It's mm-hmm. like a black and white, like grayscale piece. Yeah, uh, it sticks in my head. <laughs> that one actually... Um, is from a scene so i'm also um even though it's taken a million years i'm also working on a my own graphic novel okay so that's actually a scene from the book so sometimes i can pull stuff from the oh i knew that i was going to ask you about the graphic novel but i didn't realize that's really cool how you can do that your art like gives you different like paths from from it. what's the name of the novel i call it prop 10 the robots saga okay it's pretty much uh like prop 10 is like you know one zero binary on off it's pretty much just uh I came up with that one kind of when Trump, you know, rose in popularity or whatever. And he was also doing his like rhetoric about like, you know, uh, anti-immigration stuff, anti-Muslim, all that kind of, you know, bullshit that he was doing. So I came up with an idea for a story to kind of make it more like uh, if if robots were in society and one day they decided to like, you know, basically turn them off and say no more robots, like what that would look like. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's something that I've it's. It's written. All the the storyboarding is done. It's just a matter of like actually taking the time to kind of transition from paint to comic. Like it's it's mm-hmm. hard for me to kind of stay away from that. Like because even now, like my my office is fully set up for painting. Like the the canvas and easel and all that stuff is everywhere. Like for me to transition back over to the comic, I'd have to kind of like, you know shelf all that and then 
change the workstation for the drawing table and all huh. that stuff. So it's, wait, what medium are you doing the comic in the markers or I'm doing a, uh, I'm, I'm doing that one kind of old school. So I'm doing with a uh, pencil and pen and then just basically scanning the pages and, uh, 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 digitally coloring it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's old school. Okay. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people now they'll do it. Like even just like in like procreate or something like that, like just drawing oh, directly from like, a graphics tablet. Like gotcha. to me, like some of that stuff just looks almost like too clean. Like yeah. I kind of like having some of the imperfections and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, that, that's an interesting side thing. Is AI helping in any of this process for you? I haven't used AI now, but I, I'd actually be in, inclined to, like, to see what, what AI would do if I were to like try to get it like, uh, I know, like, um, I think Midjourney is one of the softwares that I've been looking into a little bit, but um, I don't. I also just don't care enough really to, yeah. to go too much into AI. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, like as a photographer, like Lightroom is what I edited, and they added a denoise uh, function, so mm. I've just be able, I've been able to reclaim like all these dark photos. And when I shoot at night now, I, they're dark. I just I, so it's like I'm not like going to a separate thing, right. but it's just, I was just curious if it, if it ended up. I think Photoshop these. even has some AI stuff built in now. They do too. Yeah, they, yeah. it's probably way better. I, I just never got into Photoshop for some reason. Right. And now I feel like when you can remove objects anywhere, it's like some <laughs> people spend a lot of time on that. Didn't need to. Yeah. Um, so also you, you know, talking about being modern, you, uh, you did some NFTs. Like how did that process? I've never been able to understand all that. <laughs> I I never even like really thought I'd be doing that, but a friend of mine kind of reached out to me like you should jump in on this like you can make so much money you know like so I, I right. looked into it a little bit I I set up a few but it's just also like <clears throat> I mean I think I would sold one and I think I paid more in what's called gas fees than I actually made off the sale oh jeez so, I mean it, it was more just like to do it just for the experience but I didn't really like keep up I mean they're still out there like but right. It's, I just think it was a thing that just came and went, and like there was, I saw some story. Some some guy made like millions of dollars in one time, and I, yeah. I'm like, you're the only guy. Yeah. Who did. And then now I'm I'm pretty sure those anything that sold for millions, if you were to like look at the worth of it now, it'll probably be like, oh, it's worth fifteen dollars. Yeah. Something. Well, if he cashed out, he got his money. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Okay, so you do a lot of stuff, uh, just for fun. Um, well, here's some maybe technical questions. Like how how long does it take to do like a, a painting that you put on the gallery? Like a you know regular size canvas for you uh, it kind of depends on what i'm painting uh, the the way my style is now it takes a bit longer like the the piece that you have where i i did a lot more um like i think my early painting style was a lot more illustrative uh, kind of like more from the drawing background so i did a lot more like uh, you know like uh, black paint line work and stuff like that like just kind of like actually almost like drawing with paint but now i do a little bit more like actually like paint painting like you mm -hmm. know, doing a lot more like gradients and shades and stuff like that so it definitely takes longer now to do it um just because like you know if i'm gonna do like multi-layered pieces i have to wait for the first one to, to dry first and, and then like touch it up um i'd say depending on the size and like complexity i maybe like six to eight hours something like that oh that's take. not that long yeah that's pretty fast and how, how many pieces you think you do a month if you not like not if you have a show or something just an average month just uh, I haven't been doing nearly as many now just because baby in the house. Oh yeah. So Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but before I, I used to do, I'd probably say maybe like two, three, maybe, maybe upwards of four, depending on the size. Like, okay. You have I mean, are you getting rid of most of it? I mean, you have a big collection at home. I haven't done any shows. Um, so the last show that I did was actually at Artco. Uh, I curated one at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, that was the last, uh, showing that I've done. I uh, typically will either show at uh, Artco or Kettle if there's uh, space, mm -hmm. both in Deep Ellum. Um, but yeah, I haven't really like 
signed on to any other shows or anything like that. I kind of like front loaded all my stuff for the year just because I knew baby was on the way. So sure. I makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And also I see I own the shirt you're wearing, which is <laughs> Deep Ellum with your, one of your robots on it. How did that happen? Uh, shameless self-promotion here. Yeah. Uh, I actually was contacted on Instagram by uh, Lewin from Lewin's, uh, is it Lewin's Print Shop or Lewin's? It's like a, they do t-shirts and stuff in Deep Ellum. I forgot. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it's called the Print Shop or whatever it is, but it's, it's uh, Lewin's shop. Uh, basically just reached out to me to see if I would do a design and they were going to uh, do a run of shirts. I think it was just like uh, one batch of like 30 shirts or something like that. Mm. Uh, did that. And then they were selling those at the, uh, like those outdoor markets in Deep Ellum for a while. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if they're still selling them anywhere in Deep Ellum or not, but yeah, that's, that's how that one came to life. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is there any other cool things that your arts ended up in that you wouldn't have expected? Uh, I don't think. Um, unless I'm blanking, I don't think there's anything else really. I mean, I, getting the murals on the wall and then the t-shirt thing was pretty cool. I don't try to think if I've done anything else recently. Uh, I mean, I have stuff like I've been commissioned to do pieces that are like, you know, in uh, people's businesses and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But as far as like uh, anything else like that goes, I think that's pretty much it. How does that happen? Does people just know your work and just hit you up? Yeah. Like I've, I've been contacted by people that like maybe they saw a band playing at Artco and then they, they saw my stuff on the wall and then, and then found me and like maybe they, uh, liked the style but either didn't you know purchase the the piece that they saw but they wanted something similar or mm-hmm. stuff like that i've <clears throat> that's that's funny because i had seen a lot of your pieces and like i said like i'm like i don't mind hanging on the wall and they're like well what would i hang on the wall and then that led to you doing a commission piece that's not a robot it's just a blonde girl in a yeah. field of flowers but what's really cool about that is i was single for a long time and now i'm like very much in love with uh, my girlfriend amy and it's like you painted her <laughs> It's like her in the picture. It's so yeah. weird how that stuff works. I don't know. Maybe you don't think it's weird. I think it's weird. No, I think it's cool. What does she think about it? <laughs> she loves it. I mean, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those like weird uh, things. It was so, meant to be. It was meant to be, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try not to do just robots, even though that's kind of like the bread and butter of what I do. I don't want to be just like a single tier kind of artist, mm-hmm. you know? Like I, I do try to like venture out and do a little bit more like, surrealism every once in a while i'll do something that's a bit more abstract and just paint like you know like random shapes and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. for the most part uh i I always go back to the well and just do the robot work does that get received less uh than the robot stuff it's hit or miss i mean uh the abstract stuff i've done largely has sold um because you know again like with a lot of my work even like the robot stuff sometimes it even though it's not as dark as like some of my older like drawings it's still like you know maybe not something to put in the dining room kind of stuff mm-hmm. like, so. <laughs> right so, right so with the abstract stuff you don't have to really worry about that it's like just if the color scheme works and you like the the shapes and the overall composition you know you can put it kind of anywhere in the house yes yeah. you know like one of my recent pieces is a robot basically shot full of arrows like just sitting <laughs> on a farm like, i don't think that'll be as you know we'll see we'll see how how that one uh, is received whenever i get that one on a wall somewhere yeah yeah um I know Artco was uh, sort of a conduit for artists. Are, are you at all like in touch with artists? Do you like, you know, um, is there a camaraderie that you're a part of at all? In this yeah, city? I mean, it's definitely shifted. Uh, some of the artists that like, you know, that I used to work with, uh, you know, kind of moved on and, and uh, like uh, Sarah Curl Larson. Yeah, uh, she's one that uh, I worked with a lot. Uh, I keep in contact with her. I think she moved to Michigan now, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Alfonso. Yeah. Uh, He's moved to Florida now. I think he might be coming back. But so it's some of the original artists that I worked with. They've kind of gone on and done other things. But um, for the most part, I do try to keep in contact uh, when available. Like uh, 
Any so buyers? What I started doing with Artco as the the last two times I've showed there, it was actually uh, me curating the show. So I got to pick the artist that I wanted involved with it. So I've kind of uh, tried to open the door for some artists. Like uh, there was um, Amy Byers is one that uh, her work is great. She does like these really like, you know, it's like serene landscape pieces that are like just like really beautifully painted. Uh, she had never shown an Artco before. And so I got her in uh, just like basically just we saw each other on Instagram, became friends and like, liked each other's work. And then kind of from there, I just asked her if she wanted to, you know, be in a show and we got, we got that going. And, uh, I think she sold like more than any other artist <laughs> in the show. She was like, wow. So, uh, it's, it's definitely like a, a, I'll try to bring in people where I can, like, especially like if, if I like them and their work, then I, I definitely want to try to help as much as I can. That's cool. Yeah. Cause that's hard to get a, a first chance at a gallery and I remember the first time I got the phone call that I'd sold a piece it was like mm. I mean the money wasn't even a factor it was just so cool yeah yeah you know I'm officially the first sale at Artco ever oh nice that's a good footnote <laughs> I like that they had me uh, like sign a dollar bill and I think I drew a robot or something stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's cool I'm actually supposed to curate the six-year anniversary art show nice and it's gonna be a bunch of photographers so I'll be talking about that That'll way cool. too much later on at some point <laughs> um, do you have any um, artists uh, that you really like that influence you or that you draw some kind of inspiration from maybe not directly but in- indirectly uh honestly i think i'm more influenced just from like listening to music than than art like, okay I, I try to i try to do my own thing when it comes to art like so even though like uh like i've learned you know you'll never be like the best at anything because there really is no best but uh, i i just try to make it as much and uh unique in like my style as possible to where like if someone sees it, they can tell that it was painted by me. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool whenever it's something that's, you know, got Definitely that distinctive got that. style. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, is so, okay, so is there certain bands that, like, help you with certain types of art, or is it just kind of whatever's... It's it? honestly so random. Like, it, it might even be, like, a, you know, an original soundtrack to a movie or something, like a certain song that I'll listen to on repeat, or uh-huh. it might be, uh, you know, a particular, a particular band or something like that. I'll just be listening to the album over and over, and I'll come up with ideas. Like So, like, what I'll typically do for pieces is if I find a certain song or, you know, like album or something that feels kind of like, like I'm getting an uh, inspiration or something from it. Like I'll probably just, I'll put it on like repeat until the painting is done. Huh. So just listen to the same thing over and over That's again. Interesting. Like, can you give us an example of something recently? Uh, I've definitely done some with like Muse or uh, Mars Volta albums, uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else, like uh, obviously like a, a lot of hip hop and stuff as well. Like uh, I'll put on like, you know, certain Tupac albums or something like that. So like, okay. So sometimes you put the song on, like the song happens. Like when you, like, I'm going to do a painting. I'm listening to the song. Oh, this is the song for this piece I'm about to do. Is yeah. That- like it might even be like when I'm in my car later, uh, if like, I just usually have like Spotify on just shuffle. So it'll just throw random songs at me. And then if I hear a certain one and if it, if I'm thinking about like, you know, this song reminds me of, you know, this particular scene or setting or whatever. Oh, that'd be a cool painting. Then when I go home, I'll pretty much just put that song on repeat and just listen to it over and over again until, uh, the painting's done pretty much. That's fascinating. Is, uh, I mean, this is a dumb question because I don't think anyone <laughs> ever knew that you did that, but I was like, I wonder if anybody ever looked at a piece and like, that reminds me of this song. <laughs> Probably not, huh? I haven't heard it, but one thing I also sometimes do is like, so whenever I promote it on like Instagram or something, I'll like, if I, a new work, I'll also like, uh, I'll throw it on a story and I'll put the song on that inspired oh. it. Do you indicate that or you just no, do it? I just do it. Okay. Well, now everyone knows. So, because so, everyone listens. <laughs> now it's world. official. Yeah. That's cool, though. I like I, that's fascinating because I, I mean, for me, I can't even draw my name. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to even because I'm like, I don't want to look at it afterwards. Right. So, it's like, it's fascinating how, you know, it makes sense, though. I mean, and it makes sense you ended up at Art Co. 
like it's a very symbiotic have you ever done that thing where you paint with like a live band or that's not really your vibe i've done live painting at arco oh you have okay yeah they uh they called me to do uh there was some charity gig that they had there with like something to do with uh with animals i can't remember what it was like mm. some uh, dog tag thing or something like gps kind of doubt oh right like yeah yeah i figure remember that yeah and so i was doing like live painting there and i did some like robot dog thing and you know. <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> that's cool um i mean like do you have like big plans in your future like do you have some goals like related to this to like get to next levels or uh i think i'd like to expand band because like right now i'm pretty much like primarily in deep ellum like i'd like to eventually uh, try to expand if it's if not just like across you know the metroplex maybe even like reach out to um galleries in other states or something like that and uh -huh. see if anything can, anything can be done there um even though it's going to take me a, a billion years i will at some point finish my goddamn graphic novel <laughs> <laughs> like how how far into it are you i mean what do you think i guess how I much mean, long it take to get done it's like I said, it's, it's already written. So uh, the whole thing's written. All the storyboarding is done. Uh, the first issue is actually already on, uh, like, uh, you know, Kindle edition, Amazon. Uh, so it's, it's already out there. Oh, I've, okay. I think I've sold about, you know, four copies or something. Cause I haven't really marketed it at all, but right. like, I thought at the time that I was going to be like knocking it out a lot quicker. And then when I realized I like, I only have literally the one issue out and it's been how, how long now? Right. So it's like, I haven't done anything to market it. Um, so now I'm kind of like even debating, like if I just want to, finish the entire thing and then just throw it out there like all at once or because like right now it's it's gonna be broken up into like eight separate issues and then eventually when it's done it'll be you know one cohesive uh, graphic novel but that feels like a lot less pressure to do it that way yeah just, you know <laughs> i think what would motivate me to finish that is like so it was kind of at the you know the 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 peak of uh covid whenever i was working on it so i um i did reach out to a few publishers um like you know big ones like dark horse image comics stuff like that um and just kind of, you know, did the, uh, the submission on all that kind of stuff. Uh, never heard back from any of them, mm. but I guess that's better than getting rejected. Right. I just, I mean, like, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Cause like maybe they didn't even see it. Yeah. Cause I, I like in hindsight, looking back at it, it's like, oh yeah, I mean, shit, it was COVID. Like no one's, no one's going to be doing like oh, right, hiring yeah. like new artists and all this stuff. So I'll, yeah. I'll probably at some point start that up again. I think that would motivate me to actually pick it back up. Like if a publisher was interested in it, sure. it's like, okay, now I actually have a reason to pick this back up again. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I mean, I don't know why I don't ask these questions more about like the artist drive because you have a job, you have a family. Um, and like, yet this is, seems like your passion and, yeah. and then some, so I mean like what, what is it? I'd say it's, it's definitely more like therapeutic or cathartic to paint than it is to work on like the graphic novel because it, it, it feels like that's actually work yeah but with painting it's like just the process alone like again like i can just throw music on and just paint for hours and it's just like the the actual process of painting is what i enjoy doing sure sure does your son like to paint with you yet he hasn't painted with me yet but he's definitely artistic and he also has the uh <laughs> so like we'll have him like on his tablet with like youtube kids or something and he does the same thing as me where he'll find a song he likes and he listens to it on repeat over and over and over and over. Huh. So uh, Do you pick that up from me or that's he's just doing it? He just it? does it. Wow. So, Interesting. <laughs> so I guess it's in the genes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely like artistic uh, with what he does. Like uh, whenever we do like, you know, arts and craft projects or stuff like that. Like, um, so at, once he gets older, I'll definitely, if he's if he's interested in it, I'll, I'll set him up and, uh, you know, get him painting and kind cool. of teach him some stuff. Cool. He likes, he likes music. Uh, so I also, I'm a drummer as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, did you been in bands then? I used to jam a lot more with my brother. Um, no, so, yeah, I used to jam a lot more with my brother, but never really kind of. It was more just like you know, 
jamming at home kind of stuff. Like never really sure. did a whole lot with it, but we still play Like, I mean, I've been playing drums since I was like nine years old. Right. Um, and so now I just have like a, a Roland electric kit so I can play it, you know, 3am if I want to. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He'll, he'll, as soon as he discovers that you're going to, Oh, he's, he's always begging me to play it. Yeah. yeah. I bet. Just banging on stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, so basically there's not anything immediately coming up, but you got all this stuff that's just going to be happening as life goes on. Yeah. I mean, I have like a backlog right now because I have been painting with kind of nowhere to put it, but I do believe uh, that I will be, I'll need to get back in touch with art coax. I believe I'll be curating another show uh, in 24 at some point. Cool. Uh, so hopefully that'll awesome. Uh, as far as I know, that's the next thing. Uh, I mean, I, I usually do like the holiday shows at kettle uh-huh. as well. So that might be something I do at the end of the year. If, if there's uh, you know, if there's space for me, um, other than that, it'll probably be next year that I'll, I'll throw some stuff on a wall. Gotcha. Hey, well, Chase, thanks for coming over and chatting with us and letting us get to know you a little bit better. No problem. Thanks for having me. I'd like to thank Chase Fleischman for being my guest today. You can check his stuff out in the links. Theme song is Salim Narala with Unstoppable. We love that guy. You can listen to the Dallas Famous Podcast every week on Deep LM Radio, Sundays and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. and then again on all the podcast places. Just wanted to say if you're a DFW-based business and you want to do some sort of sponsorship, we're looking for you. So reach out and let's talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.